Now, here are the lineups and batting orders for the second game today. For the New York Mets, Richie Ashburn will be in right field leading off. Charlie Neal will be at second base, batting second. Jim Hickman in center field, batting third. Frank Thomas in left field, batting cleanup. Ed Boucher will be at first base, hitting fifth. Rod Keneal playing third base and batting sixth. Elio Chacon will be at shortstop, hitting seventh. Chris Canazaro behind the plate, batting eighth. Pitching and batting ninth, Bob Moorhead. For Cincinnati, Eddie Casco will play third and bat leadoff. Don Blassingame will be at second, batting second. Veda Penson in center field, hitting third. Jerry Lynch in left field, batting cleanup. Frank Robinson in right field, the number five hitter. Gordy Coleman will be at first base, batting sixth. Johnny Edwards behind the plate, hitting seventh. Leo Cardenas playing shortstop, batting eighth. Pitching and batting ninth. Mo Drabowski. Freddie Hutchinson with the Reds coming from behind to win the first game 11-4. Electing to gamble with Mo Drabowski in the second game today. That he might have a well-rested Jim O'Toole to open the important four-game series against the Pittsburgh Pirates here in Crossley Field tomorrow night. The umpiring assignment in the second game, Dusty Bagus behind the plate. Stan Landis will be at first and Vinny Smith will be at third. Well, if it's as hot wherever you are as it is out in the Midwest today, you'll be looking around for a way to beat the heat. And you know, if you're stocked up on Rhine Gold Extra Dry, you don't have to look any further than the refrigerator. Yes, sir, Rhine Gold is just the thing you need on the hot days to stay cool and refreshed. Rhine Gold has a taste all its own. A taste that's brisk and bright and clean clear through. It quenches your thirst because it's extra dry. Those two little words, extra dry, tell you that Rheingold is brewed the long, slow, costlier way for that clean, brisk, extra lively taste that is Rheingold's alone. But why not find that out for yourself? Pour yourself a tall, cold glass of Rheingold extra dry and enjoy the game refreshed. On the mound for the Cincinnati Reds, right-hander Mo Drabowski, Mo has won two while using, losing five, has been used mostly in relief, although as an occasional spot starter by Freddie Hutchinson. For Drabowski, this will be his 21st outing of the year, the ninth time that he has been used as a starting pitcher. Mo has worked 72 innings, given up 68 base hits. So it's Mo Drabowski against Bob Moorhead in the second game of today's doubleheader. In other games, in a single game at Pittsburgh, the Giants downed the Pirates 5-4 to four to win the rubber game of the series with Marischal the winner. St. Louis leading Houston 3-1 to one at the end of an inning and a half, Gibson against Bruce. Braves beat the Phillies 11-10 to 10 in the first game. They're just going now in the second game. Braves did not score in the first. After six innings, the Los Angeles Dodgers lead the Chicago Cubs 13-6. Washington beat the Yankees 3-2 in the first game. It'll be Daniels against Bouton in the second. They're in the ninth inning in Boston. The White Sox lead the Red Sox 7-3. And the Orioles with four in the eighth inning now lead the Twins 8-3 in the last of the eighth. 
Modrabowski out of his windup, and the second game is underway. A ball aboard chop off the plate. Waiting for it is Casco. The throw is done in time. And Richie Ashburn is on with an infield hit on a Baltimore chop. The ball took a real high bounce going off the plate down toward third. Ashburn on first. Nobody out. That brings up Charlie Neal. Charlie did not play in the opening game. In the first game, Mantilla was at second. Mets led the opener 4-1, to one, but Cincinnati exploded, scoring six runs on four hits. In the bottom half of the sixth inning to go out in front and then add four more runs off Bob Miller in the seventh as they won the opener 11-4. to four. Now the pitch by Drabowski, and the curve is a strike on the outside corner. After five, Kansas City leading Detroit 9-1. to one. And Cleveland leads Los Angeles 4 to nothing in the second inning on the West Coast. Now Drabowski turns and throws to first, not in time. Here's the pitch, driving Neal back from the plate. One ball, one strike. Well, it was a happy return to Cincinnati for veteran southpaw Joe Nuxall. Joe making his first appearance since coming back to Cincinnati. He worked three and a third in relief in the opening game, allowed no runs, scattered five hits. And he doubled a right center off Ken McKenzie, driving two big runs in, and Nuxall was the winning pitcher in the game. It was about this time last year that Cincinnati reached into the minor leagues into AAA and picked up Ken Johnson from Toronto, and he gave them a real big lift in their fight to the National League pennant. Count one and one on Charlie Neal. The pitch by Drabowski, a ground ball on the right side. Blasting game, Juggles has to go to first. In time, getting Charlie Neal. He lost any chance he might have had for the force play on the lead runner, Richie Ashburn. Now here's Jim Hickman. Jim came in the first game when Ashburn was thrown out by umpire Benny Smith. And Jim was up twice, had two base hits. Setting up the Reds defensively, Gordy Coleman at first, Don Blassingame playing second, Leo Cardenas at short, and Eddie Casco at third. Drabowski off the stretch, in comes the pitch, a line drive through the hole, a base hit the left field. Ashburn around third is heading in, there'll be no throw. He comes in to score, standing up in the Mets lead, one to nothing. Three hits in a row for Jim Hickman. Mets one and the Reds nothing as Hickman singles to left, scoring Ashburn from second. Now the hitter is Frank Thomas. Frank Hitlison three times up in the opening game was on base once with a walk. Frank hitting at 294. Ed Boucher waiting to bat next. Ball one, outside and low to Frank Thomas. Frank had home runs in the first two games of this series. Now has 17 for the year. Now Drabowski turns and throws to first, not in time. 
Well, the day has cooled off considerably following the rain, and so the umpires on the baselines are wearing their blue coats in this game. Outside and low. Ball to 2-0. Two had a fairly good rain at one time during the first ball game. It got very dark, and they had to turn the lights on. Finished the first ball game under the lights. The lights are off now. In comes the pitch by Drabowski. A liner in the air to left field. Coming hard is Frank Lynch. And he makes a running one-handed grab. Good play in the outfield by Jerry Lynch, the left fielder. He had to come in hard. And at the last moment, he reached out as far as he could and made a glove-handed grab of that liner hit by Thomas. Two down now. The batter is Ed Boucher. Ed, as a pinch hitter in the opening game, had a base hit off the right field fence. Grabowski delivers a call strike on the outside corner. Jim Hickman on first. Jim single to left field, scoring Richie Ashburn. In comes the pitch by Drabowski. Goes to a curve, and it breaks inside and low. One ball and one strike. Next pitch by the Polish-born right-hander is taken for ball two. Two and one. Yesterday was Modrabowski's birthday. And they played a happy birthday for him here at the ballpark. He was 27 years old. The right-hander deals a ground ball bounced on the left side. Cut off by the third baseman. The throw to first. In time by Eddie Casco. He looked for a force play at second. There was no one there covering and So he had to go on to first to Gordy Coleman. Side retired in the first. One run on two hits. No errors. One left on. The score in the middle of the first inning, it's the Mets 1 and the Cincinnati Reds coming to bat. Now a message from Rheingold Extra Dry Tool, completely with music. on the mound for the New York Mets in the night camp of this doubleheader. Bob's relief work has been very good over the last three and a half weeks and so Casey has promoted him to the starting line. Chris Canizaro working behind the plate catching Bob Moorhead. 
Chris will handle him with his regular catcher's bet instead of the oversized Met. The Mets defensively have Ed Boucher playing first, Charlie Neal at second, Elio Chacon at short, and Rod Keneal at third. In the outfield, Frank Thomas in left, Jim Hickman playing center, and around in right field, Richie Ashburn. In his last 11 relief appearances, Moorhead gave up only seven earned runs, and that was over 26 and two-thirds innings. Eddie Casco leading it off, a fly ball in the air to left center field, going hard as Hickman. He's getting there and makes the catch in the alley in left center field. One away, nobody on. Casco went right after the first pitch thrown by Bob Moorhead. That'll bring up Don Blasting game, hitting a 269. Blasting game had one for four in the first game. Freddie Hutchinson had him batting eighth in the opening game since the Mets started southpaw Al Jackson. Left-hand hitter takes a curve on the inside corner for a call strike one. Beta Penson waiting on deck and then Jerry Lynch. Rod Keneal in close at third against Don Blassingale. Now the windup and pitch by Moorhead off the outside corner. One ball, one strike. First game today, Al Jackson started very effectively. He had a three-hitter going over the first five innings. But the roof fell in on him in the sixth inning when the Reds chased him and continued against Ken McKenzie. Foul ball popped out of play off to the left. One ball and two strikes on Don Blasting game. No game tomorrow for New York. They'll be spending the off day in Milwaukee. They'll be the only baseball team in Milwaukee. The Braves will be in Cooperstown, New York tomorrow for the annual Hall of Fame game. They'll be playing the New York Yankees. Tomorrow, a big day for baseball. The 1-2 pitch. Knuckler missing outside. Two balls and two strikes. Tomorrow, Jackie Robinson, Bobby Feller, Ed Roush, and Deacon Bill McKechnie will formally be inducted to baseball's hall. Setting is a beautiful one. The 2-2 pitch by Moorhead. Line drive, hit hard down the left field line, and it's foul. Foul by a couple of yards, deep down the line and left. The series in Milwaukee will be Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday afternoon. Then a very busy weekend, next weekend in St. Louis, with a doubleheader Friday night. Twinehider starting 6.30 New York time. A Saturday night game and a Sunday afternoon doubleheader to wind up the road trip. Moorhead pitches 2-2 two and two to blasting game, a liner to left center field. It'll be in for a base hit. Hickman running over in the alley, picks it up on the run, fires it back in. So Don Blassing game is on with a single to left center field, and it brings up Beta Penson. Beta had a single and a double and four times up in the opening game. He's hitting at 293.
Throw to first, not in time. Now Moore head off the stretch. Delivers to Penson. Outside, it's ball one. Big hits for Cincinnati in their opening game victory were by Beta Penson, Frank Robinson, Hank Foyles, and Joe Nuxall. The Mets were ahead four to one. Penson made it four to two. Robinson made it four to three. Foyles then knocked in two, putting the Reds ahead for the first time. Ground ball hit the shortstop. Chacon flips the ball to Neal. There's one back to first. Out at first, a double play as they get the fast Beta Penson. Elio Chacon starting the double play, and Neal made a fine pivot and relay throw on to first to Ed Boucher. So the side is out in the first inning with no runs, one hit, no errors, none left on. At the end of one, Mets won and the Reds nothing. Now while the teams are changing sides, we'll bring you right up to date on all of the other actions. In Pittsburgh, the Giants took the rubber game of the series, winning 5-4. Marischal all the way. Harvey Haddock's the loser. Philippe Alou, Willie Mays, Jim Davenport, Jose Pagan, and Dick Stewart had home runs in the game. After two and a half at Houston, the Cardinals lead Houston 3-1. Gibson against Bruce. Milwaukee won the opener from Philadelphia 11-10. Notabart the winner in relief and Balsh in the loser. It's Denny LeMaster against Dallas Green in the second game and it's raining. Reigning in Chicago, too, where they're held up after six. The Dodgers in front, 13-6 over the Cubs. In the American League, Washington beat the Yankees 3-2 on a four-hitter by Dave Stenhouse to snap a nine-game winning streak for New York. Bill Stafford, the loser. Benny Daniels against Jim Bowden in the second game. The White Sox turned back the Red Sox 7-3. Bauman, the winner, and the loser, Mike Fornelius. They're in the last of the ninth inning in Minnesota. The Orioles lead the Minnesota Twins 8-3. Home runs by Jackie Brandt and Jim Gentile for the Birds. Harmon Killebrew and Bernie Allen for the Twins. Kansas City leading Detroit 10-2 at the end of six. And at the end of an inning and a half, Cleveland four, the Angels nothing. On two run homers by Willie Kirkland and Jerry Kendall. Jim Perry against Don Lee. Rod Keneal, the first man up against Grabowski. Right-hander against right-hander. The score 1-0. Mets lead in the first pitch to Keneal to call strike. Home plate umpire, Dusty Bogus, the first base umpire, Stan Landis, and Vinnie Smith out on third. And the pitch back to Rod on the corner, strike two call. Mets scored one run in the first inning when Richie Ashburn beat out a high bouncer to third. Then Charlie Neal grounded out to second base, but Jim Hickman came through with a single to left to drive in the only run of the game. There's a check in the swing. It goes as a strike. Foul ball, and it's still 0-2 on Rod Keneal. Rod had two hits in the first game, two for four. He is four for ten in the series. Batting at 287. And the pitch back to him by Drabowski is high. Ball one, fastball. One ball, two strikes. Mo Drabowski, signed by the Chicago Cubs, originally one of the outstanding young prospects in the Cubs organization. Then he hurt his arm. Picked up by the Cincinnati Reds. Now trying to make a comeback. Here's the one-two pitch, popped up and going out of play. And while we have time, we'll take this opportunity to pause for station identification. This is WGY Schenectady, 810 on your dial, where the time now is 29 minutes before 6 o'clock and the temperature is 76 degrees. Next pitch to Rod Keneal is outside ball two. Two balls and two strikes. 
Ralph Kiner along with Bob Murphy and Lindsey Nelson from Crosley Field in Cincinnati. Score 1-0, favor the Mets. And with no one out here in the top of the second, Rod Keneal fouls the next pitch straight back, and the count remains at two balls and two strikes. On deck batter, Elias Chacon, he'll be followed by Chris Canazero. Mets have played 34 one-run ball games so far this year. Playing right now in their 94th game of the year. And again the 2-2 pitch, and again it's fouled away. The only team that the Mets have not beaten this year are, or is, the Cincinnati Reds. They stand at 6-0 with them. Losing the first three of the series right here, 3-1, 5-3, and the first game, 11-4. Here again the 2-2 pitch, and here again a foul ball. So Rod Keneal stays alive against Mo Drabowski. Mo looking for his third victory of the year. He has lost five. Big right-hander. The wind-up and the 2-2 pitch. Down low, a full count now as Rod Keneal battles the big right-handed pitcher. Grabowski is 6'2", weighs 200 pounds. Danny winds and comes back to the plate. Danny comes back low, and that's the first walk. Issued in the game by Drabowski, putting Keneal on at first base and bringing up Elio Chacon. Well, the Mets broke out in front in the first game of this doubleheader as they scored one run in the first inning, added two more in the second, and at one time in the first game, they had a 4-0 lead. It was cut to 4-1, and then six runs turned the game around in favor of the Cincinnati Reds. They won the first one, 11-4. And the first pitch to Elias Chacon, outside ball one, a slider missing just off the plate. Elio batting 229. He had a double and an RBI in the first game and four times up. Now looking down for the sign from Salihimis. Keneal on it first, no one out. Keneal a good base runner. And the next pitch to Chagone is low. Two balls, no strikes. the first base, chasing Canillo back. He gets back safely. Myron Walter Moldrabowski, born in Poland. Back to the plate. This time he catches a strike. Two balls and one strike. Lives at the present time in Highland Park, just slightly north of Chicago. Last year, started the season with Milwaukee. He was drafted from Louisville by the Cincinnati Reds. Again, he goes to first, again, with the chance of a hit-and-run play on. He chases Keneal back. Keneal now moving off. 
He goes, the pitch is popped up in the air, and Canillo have to hurry back to first base as Frank Robinson comes in and makes the catch. So on the hit and run play, Chacon hits the ball in the air, and the Mets now have one man down. And the batter coming in is Chris Canazero. Chris batting 231. No home run, seven runs batted in. Batting from the right-hand side, and Drabowski looking at first comes to the plate and misses outside, ball one. One ball and no strikes. Giants defeated Pittsburgh, and technically they are one game, one and a half games back of the Dodgers. Their game still being held by rain. There goes Canillo. The pitch is lined to center. It's going to be a base hit. Canillo goes to second. Now goes for third. Here comes the throw. It's offline. And holding at first base as the throw was taken by Eddie Casco. Chris Canizero. Now the Mets with runners at first and third and one out. And the batter scheduled up as the pitcher, Bob Moorhead. And Moorhead now coming out of the dugout looking for his first base hit of the year. He is 0 for 11. And he's also looking for his first major league base hit. Runners at the corners. And the batter is the pitcher, Bob Moorhead. Third hit off of Mo Drabowski. And the hit and run play setting up the fact that Keneal could go to third on the ball. The ball was well hit in the center field. Pinson, who came on quickly, made the throw to third but couldn't get the ball there in time. Now time called as Salihimas talks to Moorhead about what he should be doing in the spot here. One out. On deck batters, Richie Ashburn. Richie had a short game in the first game. He was ejected from the game by Vinnie Smith in the seventh inning. And the first pitch to Moorhead is swung on and fouled straight back for strike one. Infield back looking for the double play at short and second. Casco at third base, playing even with the bag. Outfield shaded towards right field as Grabowski goes into the stretch and comes back to the plate, low outside, ball one. One ball, one strike. Now the 1-1 pitch to the pitcher. A curveball. It's over. Strike two. Grabowski getting out in front now. One ball and two strikes with one out. Still day. The wind that was blowing earlier in the day now just about completely off. And the 1-2 pitch, outside and low, ball two. Two balls and two strikes. We had some rain in the first game, but it didn't delay the game at all. They played right through it. 
Right now, the sky is somewhat overcast, not much bright sunlight, but plenty of light. Here's the 2-2 pitch. High for ball three. Full count now. We'll see what Canizero does at first base. One out. On deck batter, Richie Ashford. This is a tough call for a manager right here. Pitcher batting, runners at first and third. Could you send a man or not? Of course, the pitcher certainly vulnerable to a strikeout, and of course, that would set up a possible double play if the runner goes, but then again, it could be a double steal setup. The runner goes, the pitch is fouled off to the right-hand side, and that pitch was out of the strike zone, inside and tight. And Moorhead started the swing try to hold up, and the ball glanced off of his bat. So he beats himself out of a walk, and it sends Canizero back to first base, and the count holds a three and two. Canizero leading off at first. A look there by Drabowski. He goes. The pitch is swung on and missed. The throw to second base is cut off. Here comes the runner from third. The slide, the tag in time. And it goes as a double play on the attempted double steal. If you're scoring, it went catcher to the shortstop and back to the catcher to retire the side. In the inning for the Mets, no runs on one hit. No errors, one man left on. And the score at the end of one and a half innings of play. The Mets won, the Cincinnati Reds, nothing. You know, you've heard us say it's beer as beer should taste. Well, think of it for a minute. Isn't that what you want in a beer? But you want that refreshingly dry to the taste with a flavor that's just so brisk and bright and clean all the way through? Well, that is Rheingold. Rheingold is brewed to be just that. Brewed of the choicest ingredients. Brewed the long, slow, costlier way. Rheingold is everything you look for in beer. And dry tells you why. Yes, extra dry means Rheingold's a better beer. It's a wonderful beer. And extra dry means Rheingold beer is more refreshing. And the more refreshing a beer is, the more you're going to enjoy it. So enjoy fine, cold Rheingold beer along with the game. Join the millions who have made Rheingold New York's largest selling beer. Bottom half of the second inning coming up, and coming up for their second turn, the Cincinnati Reds. They trail 1-0 as Bob Moorhead completes his warm-up pitches on the mound. Baltimore took the Twins 8-6. The winning pitcher was Roberts. He's done a fine job over in the American League. The losing pitcher, Pasquale. Killebrew, his 25th home run. Grant Allen and Gentile. Gentile, his 25th home run, also chipping in for the four-fly job. All set to go now in the bottom of the second inning and leading off for the Cincinnati Reds, Jerry Lynch, the left fielder. And the first pitch to Jerry is lined to center field, but Jim Hickman there on the incline right at the bottom takes it for out number one. 
Lynch batting 303, the first man out here in the second. And it brings up Frank Robinson. Frank, a 331 batter, 16 home runs and 77 runs batted in. Robinson batting from the right-hand side. One-nothing game. Mets lead it, and the first pitch to the right-handed batter. Taken over, a curveball, strike one. Gordy Coleman, the on-deck batter. Now Moorhead looking for his first major league win, comes to the plate with a fastball. It's swung on and foul tipped into the catcher's glove. Strike two. Bob Moorhead pitched at Jersey City last year, and this year is his first year in the major leagues. He shakes off the first eye and the second. He has a knuckleball. And the pitch is hit out to right field. Moving back is Gene Woodling, flipping the glasses down. Should say Richie Ashburn, and he makes a catch for out number two. So two fly balls for two outs, and Gordon Coleman comes in. Coleman batting 273, 19 home runs and 51 runs batted in. Left-handed batter in the first pitch to him is a curveball on the outside corner. Strike one. The right-hander back, this time outside and high. One ball, one strike. The 1-1 pitch, a check on the swing, outside, ball two. Two balls and one. Two outs to score one nothing in favor of the Mets. Bottom half of the second inning. Now the windup and the pitch back. Swung on and fouled straight back. Strike two. Sunshine now shining brightly. We've had just a little bit of everything today. Started out with rain and got bright and then got dark again and rained again. Now the sun out again. Out in center field across the highway over the center field fence. Even some of the freebies wearing, using umbrellas to keep the sun off now. There's a swing and again a foul. Count holding at two balls and two strikes. On deck batter, the catcher, John Edwards. Reds won the first one 11-4. Coming from behind with six big runs to win it. The 2-2 pitch popped up and going out of play. Straight back of home plate. So once again, Coleman stays alive at two balls and two strikes. Yankees lost to Washington in the American League race. Their first loss after nine straight wins. Score that one three to two. 
Dave Stenhouse, who pitched for Cincinnati right here, the winning pitcher. Loser was Stafford for the Yanks. There's a swing and again a foul. Count holding the two balls and two strikes. One home run in that game by Harry Bright. Came in the first inning and that was the end of the scoring for the Senators, but that was enough. Stenhouse pitched a four-hitter. In another big game, this time in the National League, the Giants defeated Pittsburgh 5-4. Marishaw going all the way to pitch a seven-hitter. Losing pitcher for Pittsburgh, Haddix. Alou had a home run in that one. Mays had a home run. His 28th, Davenport contributing. And Pagan along with Dick Stewart. Mays leading the major leagues in home runs with 28. Here's the windup, and again the 2-2 pitch, and again it's fouled away. So three deuces on the board, and they stay there. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. one nothing favor the Mets. The Dodgers played at Chicago. That game held because of rain in the bottom of the sixth inning, and they lead it 13-6. Roebuck, the pitcher in the game now for the Dodgers. He's pitching against Barney Schultz if the game goes on. So it looks as though the Dodgers will hold on to their pleasant two-game lead. There's a swing and a miss on a knuckleball strike three. So Coleman stayed alive just in time to strike out for the first strike out of the game for Bob Moorhead. That retires the side. Three up, three down, and the score at the end of two. The Mets won. The Cincinnati Reds, nothing. Well, the Mets return home on August 1st against the Phillies, and just in case you don't have your new revised edition of the Mets yearbook, we'd advise you to mail in right now so you'll be all set to take in the two series coming up between the Phillies, two games for the Phillies, one a night game on the first and a day game on the second, and then the big five-game series with the Reds. Reds coming in town for a night game on Friday night, a doubleheader on Saturday and Sunday. And the Mets yearbook will fill out your complete information book on what's doing with the Mets. Also, some other important events in the book. Over 100 pictures. And all you have to do is send a Mets yearbook. Polo Browns, New York, 39 New York. And be sure to send along 50 cents, too. That uh, little item certainly necessary. But it'll be coming your way in no time at all. Mets yearbook, Polo Browns, New York, 39 New York. Well, it looks like we got time enough to kill off a bit of this heat. Just the time it takes to order up or open up a frosty can or bottle of cold, refreshing Rheingold Extra Dry. You'll feel refreshed and enjoy the game all the more. one nothing game, Mets lead as Richie Ashford comes to bat for the second time. Richie has scored the only run of the game. He beat out a high Baltimore chop. Then scored when Jim Hickman picked up his third hit of the day, three in a row. A single to left center field. And the first pitch to Richie Ashford is a called strike as Mo Drabowski comes in with a fastball. Richie started this game batting 294. Now the right-hander back to the left-handed batter. Strike two call. Dusty Bogus giving the wide sweep with the right hand for the strike call. On deck batter Charlie Neal. He'll be followed by Jim Hickman. Here's the windup and the two-strike pitch. 
hit in the air to right center field. Shallow out there. Coming on is Frank Robinson. He makes the catch for out number one. So Richie's down for the first out in the third, and it brings up Charlie Neal. Charlie did not play in the first game, and his first time up in the second game resulted in the ground ball to second base. He is 0 for 1, started the game at 2.52. Seven home runs, 32 runs batted in, and he swings and foul tips the first pitch right into the catcher's glove. Strike one. Wind up in the one-strike pitch to Neal. Bunted foul down towards the first base side. Ball going foul right away. Strike two. Mets will play the Milwaukee Braves on Tuesday night. And scheduled to pitch the opener there will be Roger Craig. That game will be on the air New York time at 8.55. They'll play a night game on Wednesday. That game also televised. And will be on the air at 8.55 for that one, too. Roger Craig, the starting pitcher in that series, three-game series with the Braves. Here's a two-strike pitch, a swing and a miss, strike three. Second strikeout for Mo Drabowski, and two outs now in the third. Now the batter, Jim Hickman. Jim went in the game. In the first game, as a replacement in center field, when Richie Ashburn was ejected from the game, and he promptly got two hits. And that, with his single here the first time up in the second game, gives him three for three. And he takes inside ball one. Jim had an RBI, the only run of the game, his 23rd of the year. Has a total of seven home runs. He's batting 271. And he takes on the outside corner. Strike one. One ball, one strike. Two outs, the Mets lead, one nothing. The windup by Jabowski in the pitch is outside. Ball two. Two balls and one strike. The 2-1 pitch to Hickman. A little bit low for ball three. Three balls and one. Jim now looking for the take sign or the hit sign from Salahimis. Hemis has more signs than the New York Street Department. Now the 3-1 pitch. Hit hard, foul down the third base side. Count going to three and two. Hickman all the way with Mo Drabowski. On deck batter is Frank Thomas. And here, like everywhere else, one of the kids going over, falling over the railing to come up with the ball. The windup and the full count pitch. Hit through the middle. The shortstop coming over. He can't get to it. It goes on the ground in the center field. So Jim now four for four in his last four times up. A runner at first base with two outs and Frank Thomas comes to bat. 
That ball hit right off the hands, just barely got through. A seeing eye base hit. Sort of the kind of hits that Dixie Walker used to get with the Dodgers. Mandrake the magician. Frank Thomas out on the line drive to left field. A good play by Jerry Lynch. 0 for 1. And he takes a curve outside, ball one. Frank batting 294 at the start of the game. He's had two home runs in the series to bring his total to 17. And he has 56 runs batted in. The Dodger game was called on the count of rain in Chicago. And they win it. Throw to first base, Hickman back. And the Dodgers holding their lead of two games against the San Francisco Giants who defeated Pittsburgh. 1-0 pitch to Thomas. Bounce down the third. Coming up with the ball, Casco going across the diamond to Coleman out number three. In that Dodger game, the Dodgers 13 runs on 15 hits. The game was called in the top of the seventh inning. The Cubs had six runs on nine hits. In the inning right here, though, the Mets no runs on one hit. There were no errors. One man left. And the score at the end of two and one half innings of play. The Mets won. The Cincinnati Reds, nothing. Let's listen now to a trio of your favorite performers. The Rheingold Extra Dry, Extra Talented Players sing a medley of your favorite songs. My beer is Rheingold the Drive. Think of Rheingold whenever you buy beer. It's not bitter, not sweet. It's the dry flavor treat. Won't you try Extra Dry Rheingold? Rheingold beer. My beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. Think of Rheingold whenever you buy beer. It's not bitter, not sweet. It's the dry flavor treat. Want to try extra dry Rheingold beer? My beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. Think of Rheingold whenever you buy beer. It's not bitter, not sweet. It's a dry flavor treat. Want to try extra dry Rheingold beer? late, folks. Bob Moorhead warming up the mound to start the third inning. He'll be pitching to John Edwards, then Leo Cardenas, and the pitcher Mo Drabowski. Moorhead through two innings has given up only one hit. That was the Don Blassen game, and he was a race when Veda Pinson hit him to a fast double play. So here's the space. Six men and two innings so far. Here comes John Edwards. Edwards batting 263. Five home runs and 30 runs batted in. He's used against the right-handed pitchers. Hank Quarles goes against the left. And the first pitch to the left-handed batter. Bounce slowly down towards first base. Ed Boucher up with the ball, throws over to first base to Moorhead as he covers out number one. And it brings up Leo Cardenas. one nothing favor of the Mets as the right-hander steps into the batter's box. And he takes a 261 average up to the plate. Six home runs, 27 runs batted in. 
And the first pitch. Taken on the outside corner, knee high, strike one. On deck batter, Mo Drabowski. Now the windup and the one strike pitch. Outside and high, ball one. The Senators have taken a 1 0 lead over the Yankees after winning the first game 3 2. As they score one run in the top of the fourth, Benny Daniels against Booten. Bouncing ball, a comebacker, one hopper to Bob Moorhead. He goes to first, out number two. So, Moorhead reverses the last procedure as Edwards granted out to first base and Boucher threw to Moorhead. This time, Moorhead threw to Boucher to pick up a second out and it brings up the pitcher, Mo Dabowski. He bats from the right-hand side and looks for his first base hit. Now Moorhead with his windup and the first pitch. On the outside corner, a slider, strike one. A one-strike pitch again on the outside corner. Strike two. Bob Moorhead making his fourth start of the year. This is his 27th appearance on the mound. And back to the plate. And this one sails right over the top of the catcher's head. Ball one. Pitch was right over the plate, but too high for Canizero to take. No damage done, no one on. They count one ball and two strikes with two outs. One-nothing favor the Mets. The windup and the one-two pitch. Swung on a missed strike three to retire the side. The second strikeout for Moorhead. In the inning, three up and three down the score at the end of three. The Mets won, the Cincinnati Reds, nothing. And let's take this opportunity to duck out and let you duck in for station identification. This is WGY Schenectady, where you can hear all the games of the New York Mets for baseball, the best in music, for comprehensive, reliable news reporting. Stay tuned to WGY. Crosley Field, and a look at the scores. San Francisco 5, Pittsburgh 4, the only game scheduled against the Pittsburgh Pirates, and the Giants holding on to their two-game deficit to the Los Angeles Dodgers as the Dodgers defeated Chicago in a game shortened by rain, 13-6. Also, the Milwaukee Braves outlasted the Phillies in the first game of 2-11-10. In the second game, the Braves lead it 2-1 through 3.5. Lee Master and Green pitching in that one. And St. Louis playing at Houston, leading 3-1 through 5. Gibson and Bruce, the opposing pitchers. Gibson has pitched three consecutive three-hit games. In the American League, the Yankees lost the first game 3-2 to Washington. In the second game, they trail Washington 1-0 through 3.5. Daniels and Booten, the pitchers there. And the Chicago White Sox defeated Boston 7-3. Baltimore defeated Minnesota 8-6. Detroit... 
trailing the Kansas City Athletics 10 to 3 through 7 and a half. The pitchers in that one, Conseil and Fisher. And the final game scheduled in the American League, the Cleveland Indians 7, the Los Angeles Angels nothing. Perry and Botts now pitching for the Angels. Cleveland having lost nine in a row, now out in front trying to break their losing streak. And now here's Bob Murphy. All right, Ralph, Ed Boucher leading off as we go into the fourth inning, and the pitch by Drabowski is a strike call. Ed Boucher, 0 for 1, was thrown out by the third baseman, Eddie Casco, his first time up. Now Drabowski winds and pitches. Ground ball bounced towards shortstop. Leo Cardenas fielding a near second, throws on to Gordy Coleman, one away. He had real good defensive position as he shaded way over towards second, figuring Boucher to pull, which he did. One away and nobody on. The hitter now is Rod Keneal. Rod drew a walk. His only time up in this game. Rod had two hits and four times up in the first game. The Mets have had their share of base hits in this series, but have been unable to group them. Foul ball coming back toward our radio booth and out of play. In the first game of the series, won by Cincinnati 3-1, the Mets out-hit the Reds 8-7. In game two, they out-hit Cincinnati 11-7, but lost 5-3. Rounder hit hard to short, glove-handed by Leo Cardenas, the throw to first, two men down. Good play by Cardenas going to his left to grab that one on the first hop. Two up and two set aside by right-hander Modrabowski, and the hitter coming on now is Elio Chacon. Little Elio flied to right his first time up. Elio's been wearing an ace bandage on that left knee, which was aggravated and has been bothering him some. He was rested by Casey and returned to action in the first game today. Strike called in the outside corner. At the end of four in the Yankee Stadium, Washington won and the Yankees won. Both teams getting a run in the fourth inning. Benny Daniels against Jim Bowden. A line drive into left field, a clean hit for Elio Chacon. Left fielder Jerry Lynch putting the ball back to the infield. And Chacon is on him. That's base hit number five off Modrabowski. Chris Canazaro hitting number eight in the order coming up. Chris had a base hit to center field in the second inning. Joe Pignatano caught the first game today, and Joe had two for three. After the action subsides today, the Mets will have played 94 ball games. They'll have three in Milwaukee and five in St. Louis. So the Mets will be over the 100 game mark when they get back to the polo grounds on Wednesday, August 1. Outside and low, it's ball one. The Mets will have... A lot of action in the polo grounds during the month of August. They have 17 playing dates during August in the polo grounds, and on several of those dates, doubleheaders. A pop foul back toward the crowd. Here comes Johnny Edwards hoping for a play, but it's out of reach. Drops into the field boxes, out of play. Tomorrow, the Milwaukee Braves meet the New York Yankees at Cooperstown in the ceremonies 
Prior to the game at Cooperstown tomorrow, Jackie Robinson, Bobby Feller, Ed Roush, and Deacon Bill McKechnie go into the Hall of Fame. A throw to first, not in time. A wonderful testimonial dinner being given for Jackie Robinson. A high pop fly to short left field. Leo Cardenas drifting into shallow left is waved off by Lynch. He drops the ball. Racing on to second, Canizero. Chacon is trying to score the play. He's out at the plate. On to third goes Canizero. Chacon trying to score is out at the plate to retire the side. Jerry Lynch at the last moment yelled off the shortstop Leo Cardenas on the high pop to short left field. Lo and behold, it popped right out of his mitt. And Elio Chacon, who was running with two down on the crack of the bat, tried to come all the way in. But the left fielder, Jerry Lynch, after dropping it, ran it down, picked it up, and made a real strong and accurate throw to the plate to Johnny Edwards. And Chacon is out at the plate. From Jerry Lynch to Johnny Edwards. Canizero reaching on the error charge to Jerry Lynch. So the side is out in the fourth inning with no runs, one hit, one error, one left on. And now at the end of three and a half, the score, Mets one, and the Reds nothing. And now here's one of America's most popular singers with a musical lesson in two languages. Dick Damone sang down on Mulberry Street, far and near, the one they like is Rheingold beer. Rheingold la pira da bere. Che delizia poterla godere Dolce amara non è Ma perfetta lo è Comperate la Rheingold Teste Italian and English have the same word for refreshment Rheingold Remember that name when you want beer that's brisk and bright and clean clear through Dry tells you why Rheingold has brewed the long, slow, costlier way it's New York's favorite. It's beer as beer should taste. My beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. Think of Rheingold whenever you buy beer. It's not bitter, not sweet. It's the dry flavor treat. Won't you try extra dry Rheingold beer? Shall. In the home half of the fourth inning, it's the top of the batting order for Freddie Hutchinson, Cincinnati Reds. Third baseman Eddie Casco is up against right-hander Bob Moorhead. And the fastball is in at the letters for a call strike one. Elio Chacon trying to dash all the way home from first base on a pop fly to short left field that was dropped by Jerry Lynch. Lynch recovering after dropping the ball in time to get the throw into Johnny Edwards for the play at the plate. the opening ball game the Mets had Clarence Coleman caught at the plate when he slipped coming around third and lost that split second that he needed to be safe 16,652 next pitch a fly ball in the air to center field Jim Hickman a few strides to his left makes the catch one man down one away and nobody on now in the last of the fourth inning, and on to hit will be Don Blassingame. Second baseman Don Blassingame hitting at 269. Don had a base hit, the only hit given up by Bob Moorhead in the first inning. 
Passing game was one for four in the first game, batting in the number eight position. Those of you joining us late, Cincinnati came storming from behind to tally six times in the sixth, four more in the seventh, to win the opening game 11-4 with Nuxall the winner in relief. Strike called on the inside corner to Don Blassingame. Rod Keneal in close to third against Blassingame to try and make him hit the other way. Infield then on the rest of the positions pulled a little bit toward right. Blasting game, batting with an open stance. Pitch thrown by Bob Moorhead, a breaking ball inside and low. One ball, one strike. Right here, the New York Mets lead the Cincinnati Reds one to nothing. We're in the last half of the fourth inning. Moorhead's one-one pitch, curve outside, two balls and one strike. Veda Penson on deck and then Jerry Lynch. The Reds will be opening a four-game series against Pittsburgh here tomorrow night. Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday night. Pitching two and one. That's over, strike two called. Two and two on blasting game. Now Don, feet wide apart, waits, whacks it foul back toward the crowd. There's no play, and the count stays at two and two. Second and short, the keystone combination, manned so well for almost a decade here in Cincinnati by Johnny Temple and Roy McMillan. Finally, the double play combination was broken up. McMillan now with the Braves, and Johnny Temple now with the Baltimore Orioles. Down two and two on blasting game. More head over the head. Down comes the arm. Strike three called. A blazing fastball in the inside corner and blasting game is called out. And blasting game stops to fuss for a moment with umpire Dusty Boggess. Strike out number three for Bob Moorhead. Two outs and nobody on now in the fourth inning. Here's Beta Penson. Beta hit into a double play started by Elio Chacon in the first inning. He is, without a doubt, one of the toughest men in baseball to double up. Ground smash up the middle for a base hit going into center field. Jim Hickman scooping it up. And Penson takes the turn. He's on with a single, and that's the second Cincinnati hit. Every time one of the Reds delivers a base hit, you hear that bugle call, and then the crowd all putting out charge. Jerry Lynch hit the ball hard his first time up, a line drive to center that was taken by Jim Hickman. Jerry hitting 303 on the year, right down on the knob of that bat. He has good power. Left-hand hitter. Throw to first. See. Benson had to dive to get back in. Mets lead one to nothing. They scored in the first inning. Throw to first, not in time. Boucher putting the tag on Penson. 
But Vader slides back in safely. Two-strike pitch, and the slow breaking ball is over for a call strike. Bob Moorhead, big blonde right-hander from Lemoyne, Pennsylvania, hurling for the New York Mets. Bob is a good competitor on the mound. Outfield deep into right, the throw to first is not in time. Now the pitch, and it's a pitch out, but nothing was on. One ball, one strike. Reds moved past the Cardinals in the standings just by a percentage points. When they beat the Mets yesterday, while the Cardinals split a day-night doubleheader with the Houston Colt 45s. Bob Gibson hooked up against Bob Bruce down at Houston this afternoon. Cardinals in front, three to one. And they've gone five and a half innings. Count one and one. Morehead keeps an eye on Pinson. There he goes. The pitch pops out of Canizero's glove. Stolen base for Veda Pinson. He sets himself up in scoring position, and he represents the potential tying run. Canizero, in his anxiety to get a play on Veda Pinson, had the fastball pop out of his spit as he tried to grab it in a hurry. So the count is two and one now, with Benson on second. Red's trying to sweep, Mets trying to gain a split. Now Reggie Otero on the lines at third, shouting out instructions to Veda Benson. Ball three. Moorhead behind on Lynch, three and one. Frank Robinson on deck. The stadium shadows just now reaching out toward the edge of home plate. All of the defensive players right now are basking in the sunlight. Now Moorhead for one of the few times behind on the count to the hitter. Three and one to Jerry Lynch. Here's the pitch on the way. Swing and a miss. It gets away. Benson going to third. The throw to third. Slide. He's out at third base. Benson is out at third. On a curve that was swung and missed, it popped out of Canizaro's mitt, and Benson broke for third. But Canizaro recovered, and he really had something on that throw. Going down to Rod Keneal. They had the ball waiting on Veda Benson. So the side is out in the fourth inning with no runs, one hit, no errors, one left, none left. Four innings complete and the score, the Mets won and the Reds nothing. Be sure to check your Mets baseball calendar now for the many attractive dates that the Mets will be at home during the month of August. And in particular, the two big nights in which the New York Mets will be paying tribute to one of the truly all-time greats in Stan Musial. Cardinals come into New York, and Musial will be honored by the Mets on Friday night, August 17th. 
And the following Friday night on August 24th, the Mets pay tribute to one of their own and one of the greatest in Gil Hodges. Tickets are on sale at the advanced sale window on the 8th Avenue side of the Polo Grounds and also for your added convenience. Grand Central Station near the 42nd and Vanderbilt ramp of the Long Island waiting room of the Penn Station. Remember, too, that ticket reservations for all future Polo Grounds games may be made at all Howard Close stores in the greater New York area. Say, you know, there's nothing like a tall, frosty glass of rain gold to keep you refreshed and help you enjoy the game. Hope you've got plenty on hand. You just can't beat rain gold extra dry for that extra refreshment. Now Bob Moorhead leads off against Mo Drabowski in the top of the fifth inning. The right-hander's pitch is right in there. Strike one call. Moorhead 0 for 1. He was struck out his first time up. Drabowski cranks up. The pitch thrown, a breaking ball off the outside corner. One ball, one strike. Now the 1-1 delivery. Swing and a miss. Looked like the slider over the outside corner. In the second game at Connie Mike Stadium, Joe Adcock's two-run homer has the Braves leading the Phillies 2-1 after four and a half. Outside. Count is even now 2-2. Two two. Braves going for a sweep. They won the first game, a real Pier 6 brawl by the score of 11-10. In that first game, it was 10 to 9 at the end of four innings. Only two runs in the second half of the game. Pitching two and two. Just got a piece of it. A foul ball off. No play. Cardinals are out in the seventh inning at Houston. Cardinals lead Houston 3-1 at the end of six and a half innings. Now the windup pitch by Drabowski, and it's a high pop foul over toward the field boxes. Eddie Casco is over, and he has room. He takes it for the out, retiring Bob Moorhead. One away, nobody on now in the top half of the fifth inning. Top of the order for right fielder Richie Ashburn. The end of five in Yankee Stadium. Washington and the Yankees tied up one-to-one. Richie has one for two and brought home the only run of this game. He takes strike one call. Casco in close at third against Richie Ashburn. Now Drabowski, the big right-hander, winds and pitches, and the fastball is a little bit high to Richie. One ball, one strike. That's one run on five hits and no errors. The Reds, no runs, two hits, and one error. The error against Cincinnati did not prove costly when Lynch recovered to throw Chacon out at home plate. Ball two, two and one. Now the two one delivery. And that's ball three up high, three and one. Well, we have a real good-looking day out here now. Skies a brilliant blue overhead. 
Cloudiness has moved on toward the horizon. What was a dead calm, we now have a slight breeze from the prevailing direction blowing to right. Call strike two at the letters. A full count three and two on Richie Ashburn. Charlie Neal is the on-deck batter. In the first inning, Richie beat out an infield hit, a Baltimore chop to third. He went to second on a ground ball hit to second base by Charlie Neal. Fly ball hit down the left field line over toward the bullpen. Moving across the line is Jerry Lynch, and he makes the catch. Ball caught in foul territory. Two men down now in the top of the fifth, and up to hit will be Charlie Neal. Little things can mean so much in baseball games. Should the score of this game stand up, one thing that would stand out is the fact that in the opening inning, after Richie got on with an infield hit, Neal hit a ground ball to Blassingame, and Blassingame juggled the ball for just an instant, losing a chance to make a force play on the lead runner. Outside and low, it's ball one. He still had time to fire to first base and get Charlie Neal, but Ashburn went into scoring position. And Richie raced in to score on a base hit to left field by Jim Hickman. A high foul fly hit deep down the right field line, but out of play. Well, the top home run hitters in baseball are all hitting home runs today. Swing and a miss by Charlie Neal. One ball and two strikes. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Willie Mays hit his 28th as the Giants beat Pittsburgh 5-4. Henry Aaron homered in that first game win for Milwaukee. Jim Gentile homered in the Oriole victory over the Minnesota Twins. Pitching one and two. Raked foul into the backstop. Count one and two on Charlie Neal. Two outs, nobody on. We're in the fifth inning with the Mets leading one to nothing. Nightcap of a doubleheader. And the ball is popped up by Charlie down the right field line. Scooting over goes blasting game and he makes the catch. In fair territory, near the line. In the fifth inning, the Mets are out in order with no runs, no hits, no errors, none left on. So we've come halfway at the end of four and a half innings to score. The Mets won, and the Reds nothing. Well, let's stay right on the subject of baseball for a minute and see if you have the answer to this Rheingold riddle. Now, let's suppose the batter hits a long fly ball down the right field foul line. The right fielder comes over to the line in an effort to make the catch. And with his feet in fair territory, he extends his hands over the foul line and drops the ball. Got it? Feet in fair territory. Ball drops in foul territory. Give up? Well, the correct ruling is foul ball. The position of the ball in relation to the foul line is the determining factor, so foul ball is the correct ruling in this case. Now, here's a ruling, a rule of thumb that's correct in any case. If you want beer as beer should taste, the one to order is Rheingold Extra Dry. And those two words, Extra Dry, tell you why. Yes, sir, they tell you that Rheingold has a taste all its own, brisk and bright and clean clear through. 
Enjoy some along with the ball game. Jerry Lynch was hitting when Veda Penson was thrown out at third by Chris Canizero for the third out. And so Lynch will lead off against Bob Moorhead in the last half of the fifth inning. Seven innings complete in Houston now. Cardinals three and the Colts 45s one. And it's all over in Kansas City. The A's beat Detroit. Swing and a miss on a breaking ball. Strike one. Now Bob Moorhead getting his sign from Chris Canizero. Nobody on, nobody out. Last half of the fifth inning. A high fly, not too deep to left. Scooting out is Elio Chacon. In comes Thomas Chacon calling, and Elio has it. One man away. One away, nobody on. Frank Robinson coming up. At Kansas City this afternoon, the A's down Detroit 11-3. Ed Rocco, the winning pitcher, really replaced by Fisher in the seventh. Toothpick Sam Jones was the loser. Jerry Lumpy and Bobby Del Greco hit two-run homers for the A's, and Dick McAuliffe and Jake Wood homered for Detroit in a losing effort. Here's the windup. Hit hard on the ground. Glove handed by Rad Keneal. The throw in time, and Robinson is out. That ball was hit hard, and up with it came Rod Keneal. Two men down. Two outs, nobody on. The batter is Gordy Coleman. He was struck out his first time up. Pitch by Moorhead is a curve on the inside corner for a call strike. Here's the pitch. Ground ball hit hard down the right field line going for a base hit. That ball is going into the bullpen. Ashburn is after it. On to second base. Goes Coleman. He's on his way to third, and there'll be no relay throw. He slides into third. Gordy Coleman tripling down the right field line. That ball was hard to get to because it got into the bullpen down the right field line. It was in play, and Gordy Coleman goes all the way to third with a triple. Now the Reds have the tying run on third, two men down, and the batter coming up is Hank Edwards. Well, Gary Player is the PGA champ. He fired a par 70 today to win it with a final score of 278. Bob Golby, the runner-up, Golby had a 67 today for a final 279. Now the hitter is Johnny Edwards with a potential tying run on third. The triple by Coleman, just the third hit given up by Moorhead. Runner on third. Mets have the on-field deep and around toward right against left-handed batting Johnny Edwards. Edwards hitting at 264, and he has some power. A ground ball bounced on the right side. Boucher goes after it, grabs, throws to Moorhead. He's out, and the side is retired. Ed Boucher to Bob Moorhead covering, and the Reds are out in the fifth inning. No runs, one hit. No errors, one left on. They left a potential tying run stranded on third base. Here are the five-inning totals. For the New York Mets, one run on five hits, no errors. Cincinnati, no runs, three hits, and one error.
Now, before Lindsay Nelson takes us along to the sixth inning of action here at Crosley Field, let's pause for station identification. This is WGY Schenectady, 810 on your dial, where the time now is 24 minutes, 26 minutes, that is, before 7 o'clock, and the temperature is 76 degrees. Going to the top half of the sixth now, and right-hand batter Jim Hickman steps into the batter's box to lead off for the New York Mets. Hickman, coming back to the lineup, has had a big day. He came in uh, in place of Richie Ashburn after Ashburn was ejected from the ball game by umpire Benny Smith in the first game. He got two base hits in that game. He's two for two in this one. Hickman has had four straight base hits this afternoon. Mo Dabrowski into the windup and the pitch. It is in there for a call, strike one. New York Mets leading in this ballgame by a score of one to nothing. Bosky again into a big windup, and the pitch is low and away for a ball. Five inning totals for the New York Mets. One run on five hits and no errors. For the Cincinnati Reds, no runs, only three hits and one error. Kowalski observed his 27th birthday yesterday. Here's the 1-1 pitch, low and away, it's ball two. This is the concluding game of a four-game set between the Mets and the Reds. 2-1 pitch is high for ball three, so it's out three and one on rookie outfielder Jim Hickman. Kowalski takes a moment to turn around and work on the ball. Frank Thomas swinging bats in the on-deck circle for the Mets. Now Dabrowski is set to work the 3-1 pitch. It's on the way. Swung on and foul back. Out of play. And that runs the count full to Jim Hickman. In the first game of today's doubleheader, the Mets got out in front early, held a 4-0 lead, and the Reds scored one, make it 4-1, and then the Reds exploded the ball game in the bottom half of the six with six big runs and went on to win it 11-4. Here's a 3-2 pitch to Hickman, taken tight, and it is ball four. He walked him. That is only the second walk given up by Mo Dabowski. He walked Rod Keneal in the second inning. But it gives the Mets a leadoff base runner here in the top half of the sixth inning. Brings up Frank Thomas, who lined out to Jerry Lynch in left field and grounded out third to first. The Mets in this ballgame have had two runners thrown out at the plate. Hickman, the base runner, has good speed at first. Takes a lead off the bag as Gordon Coleman holds against the runner, and here's the pitch. Thomas swings and sends a foul ball back and out of play. Strike one count to the Mets cleanup batter. The sun is shining brightly here at Crosley Field now. We had rain for about three innings of the first game. The rain began during the big six-run sixth inning. The pitch to Thomas is low for a ball. It's one and one. Defensively around the infield, the Reds have Coleman at first, blasting game at second, Cardenas at short, and Casco at third. Jerry Lynch is in left field, Veda Pinson in center, and Frank Robinson in right. Johnny Edwards, the catcher, and Mo Dorowski, the pitcher. There's a throw over to first, not in time, as Jim Hickman is back safely. Hickman's been on base three times in this ballgame. Pitch to Thomas, drill foul. 
line shot hitting against the low wire fence in front of the field boxes down the left field line. One and two. Again, the pitch, low and away in the dirt, dug up by Johnny Edwards. Dubosky looking in to get a sign. As it now is into the stretch position as Hickman leads off the bag at first. The 2-2 pitch is a curveball low and away, and it's out full to 3-2. and two. New York Mets have been playing a running game here at Crosby Field this afternoon, so let's see how they play it here now with nobody out. A count of three and two to Thomas. Jim Hickman, the base runner, at first. Dubosky goes over for the rotten bag. Comes back, smooths out the dirt in front of the rubber. Looks in for a sign. Has it. Hickman leads it first. He's running. Here's a pitch drilled into left field. Going to be in there for a base hit. And Jim Hickman's on his way to third and holds up as the throw comes to the relay man. Hickman goes back to the bag at second. Jerry Lynch charged the ground ball, came up with it in a hurry, and fired it on to Cardenas. And that forced Hickman to go back to the bag at second. So there are runners at first and second. Nobody out, and first baseman Ed Boucher is coming up. Johnny Edwards has gone out to the mound to check with Mo Drabowski. And Jim Brosnan is heating up in the bullpen for the Cincinnati Reds. Brosnan has been warmed up a number of times during this series, but has seen no action. Boucher steps into the batter's box. Left-hand batter, and here's the pitch outside for ball one. Runners leading at first and second base. It's to Boucher, swung on. It's a high hopping ground ball to second base. Blasting game charges, makes the play over to Cardenas, and that's the only play he has. They get the force at second. Runners at first and third now with one away. So Boucher has forced Frank Thomas as the play went blasting game to Cardenas. Four to six if you're scoring, and Jim Hickman moved on to third. Rod Keneal waiting to step into the batter's box. He has walked and grounded out in this ballgame. He had two hits in the first game here today. Brosnan continues to throw in the bullpen for the Cincinnati Reds. Keneal steps out of the batter's box. He is not certain of the sign from Coach Salihimis at third. He has it now. The Mets are leading by a score of one to nothing and uh, bidding for more here in the sixth inning. Ball is attempted, but uh, goes to strike one to Canedo. They're going to try the safety squeeze. Try to get Hickman across, and now he must again run through the repertoire of signs. It's strike one to Canedo. 
Boucher is the base runner at first. Odrabowski into the stretch and the pitch to Keneal. Again, he bunts it and it goes off foul for strike two. Trying to push the ball down the first baseline. That time, Keneal got a little piece of it, but one off foul for strike two. Trubosky taking a little time out there on the mound. Runners lead at first and third for the Mets. Two-strike pitch to Keneal is high for a ball. It's one and two. Cincinnati defense plays Keneal straight away. Swan, it's a ground ball to Casco, and he's going to make the play at the plate on Hickman. He is out as he tried to elude the tag of Edwards. Runners at first and second on two away as Casco took the ground ball, and Hickman, running on the ground ball, has been thrown out at the plate. It goes 5-2 to two if you're scoring. Helio Chacon will be coming up. So for the third time in this game, the Mets have had a runner out at the plate. Mets lead by score one to nothing. Helio Chacon has flied to right and single. He's one for two. Ed Boucher is the base runner at second. Rod Keneal is the base runner at first. Keneal, of course, safe on the field of choice at first base. Dubosky turns and calls time and asks Johnny Edwards to come out to the mound. So his battery mate is coming out. Yankee Stadium, Jim King is home at, uh, in the seventh inning for the Washington Senators. They are still batting in the top of the seventh, leading the New York Yankees by a score of three to one. Second game, a doubleheader. Pitch to Chacon's a little tight. It rocked him back for ball one. The Washington Senators defeated the Yankees three to two in the first game to... Stop the Yanks' win streak at nine straight. Pitch to Chacon is high and tight. Two balls and no strikes. The Mets got their one run in the top of the first when Richie Ashburn singled. He moved to second on an infield out by Charlie Neal, and Jim Hickman then singled Ashburn home. 2-0 pitch. Swung on, it's a ground ball, back of the bag, taken by Casco, and he steps on the bag for the fourth at third to retire the tie. So, Elio Chacon has forced Boucher to Casco unassisted and in. The top half of the sixth inning, the New York Mets got no runs on one hit, no errors, and two left. The end of five and one-half innings of play, the score is... The New York Mets won, and the Cincinnati Reds nothing. And now a word from Viceroy Cigarettes. I've been out with my truck for a week on the road and was heading on home with a 10-ton load. 
trip was long. It felt good to get back. Then I went for a smoke and found an empty pack. I asked for my brand at a diner I know. The man said, All out of yours. Try these, Joe. Now, I only smoke filters, but these were too light. But a cute little waitress <laughs> set things right. She said, Viceroy tastes the way you'd like a filter cigarette to taste. Not too strong. Not too light. Viceroy's got... The taste that's right. That's right. Uh, that's right. That's, that's right. right. Now I smoke Viceroy, and it must be fate, because that waitress and I have a wedding date. Ah, <laughs> that's right. So now I know when I'll take all bets. If you smoke all seven filter cigarettes, you'll find some too strong. Some too light. But Viceroy's got... The taste that's right. That's right. Uh, that's right. That's, that's right. Going now to the bottom half of the sixth inning, and the Cincinnati Reds will send up Leo Cardenas, pitcher Mo Dravosky scheduled to follow him, and then Eddie Casco. However, Wally Post is coming out right now to the on-deck circle as a prospective batter for Mo Dravosky, and Jim Brosnan has already been warmed up. There is no action in the bullpen at the moment, as right-hand batter Leo Cardenas Steps into the batter's box. He's been up one time. Grounded out pitcher to first. Bob Moorhead, who started the ball game, is the pitcher for the New York Mets, trying to protect a very slim one-run lead into the bottom half of the sixth inning. And the first pitch is swung out and missed for strike one. Moorhead goes over to the Rosenberg. He has no one or loss record. This is his fourth start of the season. His 27th appearance. Swing and a foul tip off the bat of Cardenas. In the National League race, the Dodgers won this afternoon, and so did the Giants. as they have jointly widened the gap between uh, themselves as the two top teams uh, and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Warhead is set to work. He winds and fires, and the pitch is high and away for a ball. It's one and two. Lefty Bob Miller is throwing in the bullpen for the Mets. Left-hander Bob Miller. And two pitches. Swung out and missed strike three. Got him on the knuckleball. And that is the fourth strikeout for Moorhead. One away and Wally Post coming up to bat for Modrabaski. Again, Brosnan is up and throwing in the bullpen. First pitch to Wally Post, and it's in there for a call strike one. Big right-hand batter. Post has 12 home runs this season. Very popular here at Crosley Field. 
Moorhead's pitch is high for ball. One and one. The shadows are lengthening on a sunny Sunday afternoon now at Crosley Field. Here's the one-one pitch, low and away for ball two. In the top half of the eighth inning at Yankee Stadium, it's the Washington Senators three and the New York Yankees one. Daniels against Fountain. Swing and a foul ball as Wally Post tipped it back, swinging on the curveball. It's two and two. Lefty Bob Miller continues to throw in the bullpen for the Mets. Here's a 2-2 pitch to Wally Post. Third ball, he started to go, changed his mind, took it outside. It's three and two. So it's a full count. Jim Brosnan has completed his warm-up and is walking in now toward the dugout. Here's a payoff pitch to post. Swung on and fouled back. The count holds at three and two. New ball comes into play. Bob Moorhead reaches down to get a handful of dirt to rub the gloss off of it. One man out for the Reds, batting in the bottom half of the sixth inning. With the Mets leading by a score of one to nothing. Here's a payoff pitch to Post. Outside, he walked him. So the Reds get a base runner on the base on ball which is the first one given up in this ballgame by Bob Moorhead. And it comes with one man out in the sixth inning. We'll bring up Eddie Casco, who is batting uh, leadoff in the batting order. He's been up twice and flat out to center both times. Now, looking around the outfield, goes to the rosin bag. End of the stretch, and the pitch to Casco. It's sliced into right field, and it's a base hit. Post is on his way to third, as Richie Ashman comes up with the ball. The throw goes to second, runners at first and third. Eddie Casco sliced that one into right field. So with one man out, it'll be left-hand better Don Blassing game coming up. Chris Canizero, the catcher, has gone out to the mound. Here's the final score in Houston. The St. Louis Cardinals have defeated the Houston Colts 45s by a score of 3-1. to one. For the Cardinals, three runs on seven hits and no errors. For the Colts, 45s, one run on seven hits and no errors. Winning pitcher is Bob Gibson, and the losing pitcher is Bob Bruce. 
Double barrel action in the bullpen of the New York Mets now as Ray Davio gets up to join lefty Bob Miller. Bob Moorhead with his work cut out for him. Runners at first and third. One man out and left hand batter Don Blassingame at the plate. Keneal playing in on the grass at third. And the pitch is high for ball one. New York Mets leading one to nothing. That base hit by Casco was hit number four. For the Reds off Bob Moorhead. Ground ball, a comebacker. He has the runner hung up between third and home. Post is being chased on, tagged out by Canizero. Through the third, Chacon puts the tag on him, not in time. And so Casco is moved to third. And on at first, his blasting game on the field is choice. It was a comeback at a Moorhead. He had to decide where to make his play, and Post had come down the line. So they had him hung up between third and home. He was out at the plate as Canizero made the tag on him. And then Chacon moved on over ahead of Casco to take the throw, but could not get the tag on Casco in time at third. So there are runners at first and third, two men out now. And that's still leading by a score of one to nothing. The play on post was one five two if you're scoring. Now Veda Penson steps into the batter's box. Hit into a double play in the first inning. Single. And the bottom half of the fourth inning. Left-hand batter. We're head into the stretch position. Runners lead at first and third. The pitch is on the way. It's in the dirt. Canizero blocks it. Keeps it out in front of him. It rolls four or five feet out in front of the plate. There is no advance. Canizero blocking the low pitch. Casco the base runner at third, and blasting game the base runner at first. Rod Keneal comes into the mound to say a word to Bob Moorhead. Moorhead rubbing up the ball. Burns now takes off his cap, mops his brow with his forearm, and he comes over again and says something else. Moorhead now into the set position, and the pitch to Penson. Swung on, it's a high fly ball to deep left center field. Hickman back as far as it could go, it's gone for a home run. It's a three-run homer for Aveda Benson, which puts the Reds out in front here by a score of three to one. For Aveda Benson, it is his 19th home run of the season, and so with two men out now and nobody on base, Jerry Lynch is coming up. Go 
ahead with the pitch to Lynch in there for a call strike. The Cincinnati Reds have taken the lead for the first time in this ball game here in the bottom half of the sixth inning. It was in the bottom half of the sixth inning of the first game that they took the lead for the first time. This one is popped up over the plate. Canizaro gets rid of the mask, and Keneal comes down the line and calls and makes the catch. Rod Keneal charging hard down the line, waved Canizaro away, and made the catch himself. So in the bottom half of the sixth, the Reds got three runs on two hits. No errors and none left. So at the end of six complete innings to play, the score is the Cincinnati Reds three and the New York Mets one. Well, there's still plenty of baseball action on top at the Polo Ground in New York the remainder of this season. 17 playing dates at the Polo Ground when the Mets will be at home during the month of August. Including Gil Hodges' night on August 24th, Stan Musial night on August 17th, and tickets are now on sale for those and all future games of the New York Mets. And if you're driving the Met games, keep in mind that the parking lots at Yankee Stadium are open for all home Met games, as well as the parking lots at the Polo Grounds. And now for the Cincinnati Reds, Wally Post is staying in the ballgame in left field. And Jim Brosnan is in as the pitcher. Brosnan has to bat, of course, in the place of Jerry Lynch. And right now, in order to allow our stations to identify themselves, we pause for station identification. This is WGY Schenectady, where you can hear all the games of the New York Mets. This is Lindsey Nelson with Bob Murphy and Ralph Kiner at Crosley Field in Cincinnati, where we're going to the top half of the seventh inning. Why don't you light up a Viceroy and find out what we mean when we say Viceroy has got taste that's right. For the Mets in the top of the seventh, Chris Canisero is going to lead off. Double barrel action continues in the bullpen of the New York Mets. Right-hander Ray Davio, left-hander Bob Miller. Gene Woodling coming out to the on-deck circle. The first pitch to Canizero is swung on and missed for strike one. Woodling's coming out to bat for Moorhead, due up next. Mets trail in this ballgame now for the first time. They had scored their one run at the top of the first and made the one run stand up until the bottom half of the sixth inning. It's a call strike to Canizero. He's one for two in the ballgame. Has been on base twice in this game. He was on on an error by Jerry Lynch in the top of the fourth. Bending from the waist, Jim Brosnan looks in, gets the sign. Pitch is swung out and missed, strike three. That is the first strikeout, of course, for Brosnan. Here is Gene Woodling stepping into the batter's box, left-hand batter. Pitch to him is strike one. Drabowski worked six innings in which he gave up one run on 
six hits. He struck out two and walked two. Pitches high and away. It's 1-1. One, one. Dovosky, of course, is the pitcher of record in this ballgame. And Brosnan is trying to save it for him. 1-1 one, one pitch to Woodling. He's in there for a call strike two. Again, the pitch. Hit on the ground to third base, and it's followed by Casco. Picks it up, can't find the handle, and on safely at first is Gene Woodling. It is an error on Casco. Manager Casey Stingle, one foot up on the top step of the dugout as Richie Ashburn is coming up now for the New York Mets with one man out and one man on. Rosnan into the stretch and the pitch in there for a call, strike one. Swing and a miss. Strike two to Ashburn. We're in the top of the seventh of the second game in Cincinnati. There's a pitch swung on and fouled off. The roof of the upper deck out of play. Count holds at two strikes to Richie Ashburn. Brosnan into the stretch. Woodling leads at first base. The pitch to Ashman. Swahan has a line drive into left field for a base hit. It's getting on by Wally Post. And on his way to third is Gene Woodling. On his way to second is Richie Ashburn. Both runners holding. It is a single and an error on Wally Post in left. Single and an error on Wally Post in left field. So now the Mets have runners at second and third. The potential tying run is in scoring position at second now. One man out and Charlie Neal do up here. Neal was out there and has been called back to the dugout. And Marv Thornberry is coming out with a bat. A left-hand batter is being sent up here to face right-handed Jim Brosnan. So it is Marv Thornberry batting for Charlie Neal. Wally Post was just left in the lineup by manager Fred Hutchinson as a defensive move. Jerry Lynch was brought out 
And Post committed the error there that allowed Gene Whitting to move on to third. He would have made it to second uh, on the base hit. But it allowed him to advance another base, and uh, Ashburn moved from first to second. That was the seventh hit for the Mets in this ballgame. Here's Thornberry at the plate. Cincinnati Reds three in the New York Mets one. Jim Brosnan into the windup. Pitch is swung out and missed. Strike one. Jim Hickman kneeling in the on-deck circle. Due up next for the Mets. Brosnan's pitch is high to Thronberry. It's one and one. Again, the right-hander is set to work. Pitch is coming in. A swing and a foul tip. Back into the big glove of Johnny Edwards. It's one and two. Thornberry outside the batter's box loosening up a little bit. Now comes back in. Rosson works for the windup. One-two pitch. Swung out and missed. Strike three. He struck him out. So Brosnan has two strikeouts for the two outs that he has achieved here in the top of the seventh, and Jim Hickman is coming up. Hickman has been up today four times officially and has four base hits, two in the first game, two his first two times up in this game, and he walked in the sixth inning, so Hickman has been on base all five times he's been up today in this doubleheader. Gene Whittling is at third base and Richie Ashburn at second. And the Reds lead the Mets three to one. Hickman is a tall, rangy right-hand batter. Ken Brosnan works with the windup, and the pitch is a call strike. The outside corner. Runners lead at second and third as the pitch is on the way. Swung on and fouled off. Chopped right down into the dirt. It's a strike two count to Jim Hickman. Author, pitcher, Jim Brosnan working in relief here. Frank Thomas talking to umpire Dusty Bogus. Thomas in the on-deck circle had uh, apparently been making a few remarks and Bogus comes over say something to Thomas in the first game similar circumstances Vinny Smith ejected Richie Ashburn from the ball game All right here is the pitch to Hickman swung out and has a high fly ball down the line and right it's a foul ball into the stands and out of play count holds it two strikes to Hickman to go for the outside pitch to protect the plate there. Hickman relaxed in the batter's box. Now he gets set with the pitch on the way. He checked the swing and took it outside for a ball. It's one and two. Hickman started it and held up in time.
Cincinnati defense plays him straight away. Bending from the waist, Brosnan has the sign, nods affirmatively. Waiting Hickman out a little bit. Uh, now the rookie is set. Here's the one-two pitch. It's outside for a ball. It's two and two. Two men out, runners lead, second and third. The pitch swung out and belted into left field. Post is coming over on the line. It can't make the catch. It's going all the way to the wall. One run is scored. Two runs have scored. And Hickman pulls up at second base. It is scored as a double for Jim Hickman. It was a line drive. It was not a fly ball. A line drive in the left field hit on the nose. Wally Post ranged over, had both hands up, and the ball passed right on by him. And went to the wall. It is a double. Two runs batted in, and we have a brand new ball game with a score tied 3-3. And Jim Hickman now has had five base hits in five official times at bat in the doubleheader. Here is Frank Thomas at the plate with the potential go-ahead run on it. Second now for the Mets. And the first pitch is high to Frank Thomas. The New York Mets battling back here in the top half of the seventh inning. Here's a check swing foul ball back and out of play. Manager Casey Stingle has walked out of the dugout and halfway down toward the bullpen. Pitching coach Red Ruffing has met him down there halfway. And pitching coach Red Ruffing and manager Casey Stingle are discussing the move, doubtless uh, discussing the move for the next uh, half inning. As uh, Ray Davio is up and throwing, and the right-handed Bob Miller is up and throwing, and Roger Craig is up and throwing. Roger Craig throwing. Now here is a swing and a miss. One ball and two strikes to count to Thomas. Right now it's Craig and Davio. And Jay Hook is up and throwing also for the New York Mets. Red Ruffing back in the bullpen. Here is a swing and a miss. Strike three. Struck him out. Only Jay Hook and Roger Craig throwing right now in the bullpen for the New York Mets as Frank Thomas has struck out. Brosnan struck out the side. Uh, the three putouts he got, he got on strikeouts that inning. In the top of the seventh, the New York Mets got two runs on two hits. There were two errors and one man left. So at the end of six and a half innings of play, the score is New York Mets three and the Cincinnati Reds three. And coming up now, a name you'll remember, a song you'll recall. Anyone with a German name like Helen Traubel knows great beer. And you know what I say? Give me a kein gold, but it's brought a good the Germans have a word for it, all right. Rheingold. You see, Rheingold is brewed extra dry, the costlier way, longer and slower to give it flavor that's brisk and bright and clean clear through. 
No wonder Rheingold Extra Dry is New York's favorite beer. It's beer as beer should taste. Dry tells you why. My beer is Rheingold the Dry Beer. Think of Rheingold whenever you buy beer. It's not bitter, not sweet. It's the dry flavored treat. Won't you try Extra Dry Rheingold As we go to the bottom half of the seventh inning, the pitcher for the New York Mets is left-hander Bill Hunter, who had already completed his warm-up when Craig and Hook were started throwing. Craig and Hook continue to throw, and Bill Hunter is the pitcher. Now, Felix Mantilla is coming to the ballgame at second base. You'll recall that Charlie Neal was removed for the pinch hitter. So, Felix Mantilla has replaced... Charlie Neal and Mantia will bat second in the batting order for the New York Mets, and Hunter will bat ninth. Here's Frank Robertson up to lead off for the Cincinnati Reds in the bottom half of the seventh. Left-hander Bill Hunter with the pitch, swung on and fouled back. Strike one. Gordon Coleman is on deck for the Cincinnati Reds. Hunter leaning way over to get a sign. Pumps and pitches. There's a swing and a miss by Robinson. It's a two-strike count. Robinson flies to right and grounded out third to first. Jay Hook and Roger Craig still throwing in the bullpen of the New York Mets. Two-strike pitch to Robinson. There's a fastball tight. It's ball one. One and two. Robinson steps back out of the batter's box for a moment. Now comes back in. The one-two pitch is tight, and it's two-and-two. Both the pitcher's mound and the home plate area are completely in shadow here now. Center and right fielder still very much in the sunshine, as are the first and second basemen. Robinson standing and waiting now for the 2-2 pitch. It's on the way. Let up, and it's high at 3-2 to Frank Robinson. So we'll have a payoff pitch here. From Bill Hunter to Frank Robinson, and here it is. Swung on and popped up. Over the plate, and Canizaro has called. Canizaro makes the catch. Out in fair territory, down toward uh, third. One away. Gordon Coleman coming up. Struck out and tripled.
pitches of record in this ball game, of course, now are Bill Hunter and Jim Brosnan. Score tied 3-3. It's a fastball in there. Call strike one. Call strike two. Manager Fred Hutchinson pacing in the dugout of the Cincinnati Reds. Hunter with the two-strike pitch to Coleman. High and away. It's one and two. One man out, nobody on base, and the one-two pitch. Swung on, it's a high-bounding ground ball. Could be trouble. Mantia tries to field the ball and comes up with it, but has no play, and Coleman's on it first. Chacon crossed uh, right in front of Mantia. But Mantia had it in his glove, made no attempt to throw because there was no play, and it is a base hit. That will bring up Johnny Edwards, who has been up twice and he grounded out. First base to the pitcher covering on both occasions. Bill Hunter into the stretch position now. Coleman leads off the bag at first and the pitch to Edwards is low for ball one. Well, it was Coleman was just a high chop and there was no way to play it. a check swing foul ball back onto the screen out of play it's one and one again we're set for the pitch Swan, it's a ground ball taken by Boucher. He plays across to Chacon. He's out to throw back to first. He's safe as the return throw was taken by Hunter. They were trying to pull off a 3-6-1 double play. However, Edwards beats the relay. Nice play by Ed Boucher. So with two away now, Edwards is the base runner at first. Leo Cardenas is coming up. Batting number eight in the batting order for the Reds. He was the leadoff man in the first game in the batting order. He is grounded out pitcher to first and struck out swinging. The score is tied here. The Mets three and the Reds three. Hunter is into the set position. Edwards leads it first and the pitch to Cardenas is low for a ball. Yankee Stadium going to the bottom half of the ninth inning. The Washington Senators lead the New York Yankees by a score of eight to one. Bowden started for the Yanks. Arroyo in the eighth. Clevenger in the ninth. Daniels all the way for Washington. King, Hinton, and Daniels have homeward for the Washington Senators. Washington won the first game 3-2. to two. Here's a swing and a foul ball off to the right side. It's out of play.
One and one to Cardenas. Here's the pitch, swung on and lined out into center field for a base hit. Edwards turns it second and holds on as Jim Hickman comes up with the ball and relays it into Chacon. So there are runners now at first and second, and Wally Post is coming up. He bats number nine in the batting order. You recall he came on as a pinch hitter for Dubowski and stayed in the ballgame, so he bats number nine. In his trench inning appearance, he drew a base on ball. So the Reds have come back here in the bottom half of the seventh inning. Good runners on first and second with two men out. Here's the pitch to the right-hand batter. Fastball in there for a call, strike one. Jay Hook and Roger Craig continue to throw in the bullpen of the Mets. Here's a pitch swung on and missed, and Canizaro lets it roll a few feet away before recovering. There is no advance. It's a two-strike count to Wally Post at the plate. Johnny Edwards, the base runner at second, and Leo Cardenas, the base runner at first. Swing and a miss. Hunter struck out Post to retire the side. So in the bottom half of the seventh, Cincinnati Reds got no run on two hits. No errors and two left. So at the end of seven full innings of play, the score is New York Mets three and Cincinnati Reds three. And right now, let's check scores all around the National League. The San Francisco Giants this afternoon defeated the Pittsburgh Pirates five to four. Marichal was the winner and Haddock's the loser. Mays got his 28th home run in that ball game. Philippe Ballou home at Jim Davenport, home at Jose Pagan, home at all for the Giants, and Dick Stewart home at Pittsburgh. St. Louis Cardinals defeated the Houston Code 45-3-1 as Bob Gibson was the winner and Bob Bruce the loser. In the first game of a doubleheader, the Milwaukee Braves defeated the Philadelphia Phillies 11-10 as Don Notabart was the winner and Jack Balshin the loser. Henry Aaron had his 26th home run of the season in that ball game. Roy Sievers home it and Tony Gonzalez home it for the Phillies and Roy McMillan also home it for Milwaukee. In the bottom half of the eighth inning of the second game, it is the Milwaukee Braves five and the Philadelphia Phillies two. It is now Raymond pitching against Jack Hamilton at Goshkin Gonzalez of home in the ball game. In a ball game that was called at the end of the sixth inning, of six and a half innings, because of 
rain, the Los Angeles Dodgers defeated the Chicago Cubs 13-5. Ed Roebuck, the winner. Don Cardwell, the loser. Home runs by Frank Howard and Larry Burright for the Dodgers. And by Ernie Banks, his 24th, and George Altman for the Chicago Cubs. So that's how things have gone in the National League. And right now we are going to the top half of the eighth inning. And coming in here is Ralph Kiner. Okay, Lindsay, in the first pitch to Ed Boucher is fouled straight back for strike one. Jim Brosnan in as a relief man in the game. It's his game, the score all tied up at 3-3. Brosnan against Bill Hunter. Long has hit a home run in the ninth inning with one on for the Yankees. They still trail by a score of 8-3, bottom half of the ninth. Swing and a foul tip, strike two. Ed Boucher. Playing at first base. He is 0 for 3 today. He'll be father, followed by Rod Keneal. Elias Chacon after Keneal. Final game of this four-game series. Coming down to the last few innings. High score, 3-3. Three to three. Now the right-hander to Boucher with a breaking pitch. Swung on and strike three. So Brosnan now has struck out all four men that he has retired since coming in the game. He has given up two runs, but he has picked up four outs on strikeouts. And it brings up Rod Keneal. Rod is 0 for 2 in the game, playing at third base. And the first pitch to the right-handed batter is outside and high, ball one. Jim Brosnan, who relies on the slider more than any other pitch, looking for the sign from John Edwards. Into the big windup and the 1-0 pitch. Hit to center field, a base hit. Coming over, taking the ball on the fourth or fifth hop. Beta Pinson and Keneal is safe at first base with a base hit. His first of the game, the third given up by Brosnan. And it'll bring up Elio Chicone. Elio one for three in this game. Batting from the right-hand side. The tie-breaking run at first base. One out, the pitcher Jim Brosnan into the stretch. And the first pitch to Chicone. A slider on the outside corner, strike one. Chris Canazero, the on-deck batter. Now Brosden back with a one-strike pitch. The next one is high, and it pops out of the glove of Edwards, but holding at first base, Keneal. One ball, one strike. Mets scored first in the first inning. Then they had the lead taken away in the sixth when Cincinnati scored three, but the Mets came back to tie it up in the top of the seventh. Next pitch to Chacon, inside, ball two. Two balls and one strike with one out. Two balls and one strike. Keneal edging off first base. He does not go, and the pitch is hit off the end of the bat down towards second base. Passing game over to his left. Has to go to first base to get his man. He does. And moving on down the out to second base, Rod Keneal. 
So a man in scoring position at second, and the batter is Chris Canozero, the catcher. And while we have this opportunity, we'll take this time to pause for station identification. This is WGY Schenectady, 810 on your radio dial, where the time now is 29 minutes past 7 o'clock. The temperature in the area is 76 degrees. Ralph Geiner along with Lindsey Nelson and Bob Murphy from Crosley Field in Cincinnati. Score all tied up at 3-3, but the Mets with a runner at second base and two outs and Chris Canazero the batter. Warming up in the bullpen for the Mets. Vinegar Ben Mizell and Roger Craig. And the first pitch to Canazero is fouled off to the right for strike one. Chris singled his first time up. That was safe on a two-base error by the left fielder, Jerry Lynch. Then he struck out, so he is one for three. Keneal at second base with a short lead, talking to Stan Landis there, now edging on off. He represents a tie-breaking run. And the next pitch to Canazero, outside, ball one. One ball, one strike. Jim Brosnan, the second pitcher used in this game, now working on the mound for the Reds. The stretch and the pitch back to Canazero. This one drilled deep to right field. Robinson back on the incline. He is there and he makes the catch. Fine play by Frank Robinson in right field to keep the tie score. That ball deep to right field, 360 feet away, and Robinson took the ball going up the incline, away from the field, just a step away from the fence. In the inning for the Mets, no runs on one hit. There were no errors, one man left. And the score at the end is seven and one half innings of play. The New York Mets three, the Cincinnati Reds three. Well, fans, you probably know there are many ways to brew beer. Rheingold takes the long, slow, costly way, the extra dry way. And that explains why there's such a wonderful difference in the taste of Rheingold. Yes, dry tells you why. Tells you why Rheingold is beer as beer should taste. Frisk and bright and clean, clear through. Costly ingredients are one thing, and of course Rheingold has them. But it takes more. It takes the skill of 125 years of brewing experience. The extra dry skill that is Rheingold's alone. And you can measure the difference that dry makes in taste. Rheingold has the happiest taste in beer today. No other beer can quite match it. So it's no wonder that millions say, my beer is Rheingold the dry beer. Wouldn't you rather discover that difference yourself? Enjoy the extra refreshment that comes with Rheingold extra dry beer. Open up or order up fine called Rheingold right now. Enjoy a glass Right along with the game as we move to the bottom of the eighth inning with a score tied at 3-3. And speaking of scores, here's a final. The Washington Senators swept a doubleheader from the New York Yankees, winning the first game 3-2 and the second game 8-3. In that second game, Benny Daniels going all the way, pitching a 10-hitter. The losing pitcher was a starter for the New York Yankees, Jim Bruton. King hitting Daniels and long home runs in the game. And the Yankees, after winning nine straight, Dumped for two by the Washington Senators. In the PGA Golf Championship, Gary Player 
from South Africa, the winner with a 278 score, Bob Goldby. Finished second, one stroke behind at 279, followed by George Bear, who had 281. Also, Jack Nicholas tied with Bear in third place. Doug Ford in fifth place, 282, and Bob Nichols, 283. So, Gary Player turning the trick in the PGA. Bottom half of the eighth, the score tied 3-3, and the first batter up against Bill Hunter grounds out to short. Eddie Casco going down on the ground to Elio Chacon. So Hunter, who came in in the seventh inning, now working here in the eighth with one man down. And Don Brassengame comes to bat. Don, one hit and three times up, batting from the left-hand side. And Rod Keneal at third base, playing in about... 65 feet away from home plate, looking for possible bunt. And the first pitch by the left-hander is outside, ball one. Ball getting away from Canizero. The left-handed Bob Miller warming up now, along with the left-handed Wilmer Mizell. Mets have three runs on nine hits. So far, they have out-hit the Cincinnati Reds in every game that they have played but they have come out on the losing end of all three of the first three games completed. They have three runs on nine hits right now in this one, and the Reds have three runs on seven. Now the pitch back to blasting game on the corner, strike one. One ball, one strike. One out, the bottom half of the eighth inning. The next pitch to blasting game swung on and fouled into the lower box seats on the third base side. One ball and two strikes. Now Bill Hunter into the windup and back to blasting game. And the pitch is on the outside corner. Strike three called. First strikeout by Hunter, out number two here in the eighth inning, and it brings up Beta Pinson. Check that, it's the second strikeout. He picked up a big strikeout on Wally Post to end the seventh inning with two men on base. Here's Beta Pinson. Two for three, and the first pitch is hit on the ground to Chacon. He charges in, flips underhand to the first base in time, and that retires the side. In the inning for the Cincinnati Reds, no runs, no hits, no errors, and the score through the eighth inning, all tied up at three to three. Well, the Mets return home on August 1st against the Philadelphia Phillies. They'll play a night game on that Wednesday night with the Phils, and then a day game the next day. Then the Reds come into town. They haven't been there for a long time, and Cincinnati right now battling away to try to get back in the National League race. Still a chance. At least they believe they have a good chance with the return of Gene Freeze. Gene will probably be in the starting lineup for the Reds. They'll play a night game on Friday night, a doubleheader on Saturday and Sunday. And tickets for all of these games 
plus the remaining games of the National League season available at the Polo Ground seven days a week over on the 8th Avenue side at the advanced reservation window. Also downtown at the Grand Central Station over by the Vanderbilt stairway there. Also on the Pennsylvania Station in the Long Island waiting room. Ticket reservations may be made at any of the Howard Clothing stores in the New York area. Also, two big nights to remember. August 17th, Sam Musial Night, and August 24th, Gil Hodges Night. Now coming to bat for the Mets here in the top of the ninth inning, the score tied 3-3, Joe Christopher. He'll be batting for the pitcher, Bill Hunter. Warming up, Roger Craig and Wilmer Mizell. And on the mound now throwing the first pitch, Jim Brosden. It's a called strike to Christopher, batting from the right-hand side. Pitch back to Joe, a little bit low. One ball, one strike. Christopher, a right-handed batter, leading off here in the top of the ninth inning. And the 1-1 pitch is swung on and missed, strike two. Jim Brosnan came on in the game in the seventh inning. He gave up two runs, actually not his fault. A misjudged line drive by Wally Post in left field, giving up the two runs. He has struck out four and given up three hits. There's a pop-up down the right field side. Coming over by the stands, Gordon Coleman, he can't reach it. It goes in the stands. And the count will stay at one ball and two strikes. Here's a final score from the coast. The Cleveland Indians broke a nine-game losing streak and defeated the Los Angeles Angels 7-3. Perry, the winning pitcher, the loser, was the starter, Lee, for the Angels. Kirkland, Kendall, and Moran home runs in that one. 7-3 Cleveland. And the Angels missing an opportunity of moving up in the American League race. The next pitch to Christopher just off the outside corner. Ball two. Two balls and two strikes. The Angels with that loss now three games back of the Yankees. They did pick up a half a game with the Yankees double loss. The next pitch to Christopher down low. Dug out of the dirt by Edwards. A full count now. Three and two. Another final, the Milwaukee Braves swept the doubleheader from Philadelphia, winning the second game 5-2. They won the first 11-10. Winning pitcher Lee Master for the Braves, losing pitcher Green. There's a pop-up but foul out of play, and the count will hold at 3-2. Home runs in that Philadelphia second game, Adcock and Gonzalez. Mets move on to Milwaukee for a night game Tuesday night. Game time, 8.55 New York time, and a night game on Wednesday night. That game TV'd at 8.55. There's a pop-up to center field by Christopher, moving in and shading from the sun. Beta Pinson, then he makes the catch. Out number one. And it will bring up Richie Ashford. Richie has two hits and four times up.
Batting from the left-hand side, and he takes the first pitch, a called strike. Brosden working on the mound with a record of three wins and one loss. He is the number one right-handed relief pitcher for the 61 National League champions. And he comes back low. One ball, one strike. The 1-1 pitch to Ritchie. Low for ball two. Two balls and one strike. All the games completed in Major League play now, except the one right here. And this one, 3-3. Top of the ninth inning. Next pitch to Ashburn inside, ball three. Three balls and one strike. On deck batter, Felix Mantia. He'll be batting for the first time in the game. Going in at second base in place of Charlie Neal, who was taken out for a pinch hitter. A wind-up and the 3-1 pitch by Brosnan. Outside, ball four. Richie gets first base free, and that'll bring up Felix Mandia. You know, my beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. How about you? Just about enough time to open up or order up a Rheingold before Mandia comes to bat. Felix Mantia. Batting from the right-hand side. One out, a runner at first base. He represents a tie-breaking run. And the first pitch to Felix. Swung on and fouled back on the screen. Strike one. Mets trying to win their first game from the Cincinnati Reds this year. One strike pitch to Mantilla outside. A slider. One ball, one strike. On deck batter, Jim Hickman. Boy, what a day he has had since getting in the game when Ashburn was tossed out. Five for five and a walk to go along. He's been on base six consecutive times. There's a bouncy ball to short. A chance for two. The first one made. Isn't the first base in time for double play? Six to four to three to retire the side. And in the inning for the Mets, no runs, no hits, no errors, one walk, and no one left. And the score at the end of eight and one-half innings of play. The New York Mets, three. The Cincinnati Reds, three. You know what separates the men from the boys in pro ball? Consistency in the clutch. Yes, day after day, you can count on a real big legger to make the play that's right. And among filter cigarettes, there's one brand you can count on to give you the taste that's right every time. Viceroy. Because Viceroy tastes the way you'd like a filter cigarette to taste. Not too strong like some of the filter cigarettes that taste as if they, well, as if they didn't have a filter at all. And not too light. 
like the weak sisters that filter all the fun and flavor out of smoking. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. That's why I'd like you to put it to the toughest test of all. Smoke all seven leading filter cigarettes, and I'll bet dollars to donuts you'll find some taste too strong, some taste too light. But Viceroy's got the taste that's right. That's right, my friend. Every time you smoke a Viceroy, you'll know you picked the winner. Viceroy comes in the familiar soft pack or the exclusive new slide top case. And now as we move to the bottom half of the ninth inning, here is Lindsey Nelson. Thanks very much, Ralph Kinder. Roger Craig is the pitcher for the New York Mets, right-hander Roger Craig. And we're going to have a pinch hitter coming in here for the Cincinnati Reds as pitcher Jim Brosnan is due up. And instead of Brosnan, it's going to be Marty Keough. As a matter of fact, manager Fred Hutchinson sent out Joe Gaines, who stood there a moment and went back to the dugout. And uh, Keough was sent up when Roger Craig came on out for the New York Mets. So it is left-hand batter Marty Keough. Stepping in here in the bottom half of the ninth inning as Roger Craig winds and fires and the pitcher's inside for ball one. Score tied, 3-3. Second game of the doubleheader. Dave Sussler throwing in the bullpen now for the Cincinnati Reds with Brosnan out of the ball game. Roger Craig again with the pitch. It is swung out and has a fly ball deep to right center field. Way back it's going, going, and it is gone for a home run. And this ball game is over as Roger Craig stands there with his hands on his hip. He threw only one pitch and Marty Keough hit it out of the ballpark for the run that wins the ball game for the Cincinnati Reds. And now Roger Craig turns and walks dejectedly. Helio Chacon is still frozen in his position at shortstop. He has not moved. He is still looking out into right field. That ball hit well up into the sun deck between the 360 and the 390 signs. And Jim Hickman and Richie Ashman are walking in slowly now as Keogh hits the first pitch into the bleachers in right field for a home run to win it for the Cincinnati Reds. And so in the bottom half of the ninth inning, there was nobody out when the winning run was scored. We'll be back in a moment with a final summary and totals, but the final score of this ballgame, the Cincinnati Reds 4 and the New York Mets 3. You know, fans, you take a look at modern art and to the average guy like me, well, some of it's pretty difficult to understand. But let me tell you, there is one modern art that's easy to understand, and that's the modern brewer's art as it's practiced at Rheingold. Yes, anyone can understand taste, and Rheingold has a taste that's brisk and bright and clean, clear through. Two little words, extra dry, tell you why Rheingold tastes so good. Master brewers at Rheingold select only the choicest ingredients, brew them the long, slow, costly way for, well, a modern beer that's truly a masterpiece. Rheingold Extra Dry. It's beer as beer should taste. Dry tells you why. So why don't you enjoy a cool, refreshing glass of Rheingold right now and enjoy Rheingold with every Mets baseball game. Well, here at Crosby Field in Cincinnati, the Reds have taken a doubleheader from the New York Mets. They have taken the second game in dramatic fashion with a pinch homer by Marty Keough off Roger Craig in the bottom of the ninth. And to tell you something of how they did it throughout the afternoon, here is Ralph Kiner. Well, in the first game, the Cincinnati Reds won it 11-4 when they scored six runs in the sixth inning to take over the lead. The Mets were leading 3-2 at that time. 
They added four more for their 11 runs. They had 11 runs on the 11 hits. Made one error and left five on. Mets had four runs on 12 hits. Made two errors and left eight on. The winning pitcher was Joe Nuxall, winning his first game this year in the National League. His record now 1-0. He was just recalled from San Diego in the Pacific Coast League. The losing pitcher was the starter for the Mets, Al Jackson. His record now four wins and 12 losses. In the second game, it was a tremendous ball game all the way to the ninth inning. And when Bill Hunter was taken out for a pinch hitter and the Mets failed to score in the bottom of, in the top of the ninth inning, the Cincinnati Reds came to bat in the bottom of the ninth and Casey Stengel sent in Roger Craig, his top pitcher, to pitch in the ninth. Craig threw a pitch to a pinch hitter, Marty Keel, batting for Jim Brosnan, who was a pitcher in the game at that time, and Keel hit it deep to right center field for the game-winning home run. Cincinnati four runs on eight hits. They made three errors, left two men on. The Mets had three runs on nine hits. They made no errors and left eight men on base. So in the four games, the Mets out hit the Cincinnati Reds in every game, but them all. The Reds sweeping the series, winning the first game three to one, the second game five to three, the third game eleven to four, and the fourth game four to three. And the Reds win, holding their position in the National League race at fourth place. They are ten games back of the Dodgers. The Dodgers won today. Also the San Francisco Giants winning. They trail the Dodgers by two games. Pittsburgh lost to the Giants. They are now four and a half games back in third place. And that's about the story right here. The winning pitcher Jim Brosden has record four wins and one loss on the season. The losing pitcher Roger Craig. He has won five and now lost 15 games. Bob Moorhead, the starting pitcher for the Mets, was relieved by Bill Hunter. Moorhead worked six innings, gave three runs, and he also allowed five base hits and struck out four. Bill Hunter worked two innings, gave up no runs, and two hits. For the Cincinnati Reds, Olderbowski was a starter. He worked six innings, and he gave up one run in that time, allowing six base hits. Brosnan came on, worked three, gave up two runs, and three hits. Mets move on to Milwaukee. They Tough day tomorrow, then play the Milwaukee Braves Tuesday night game time at 8.55 New York time. They'll play another night game on Wednesday night. That game will be on TV and radio, game time 8.55. Close out the series with Milwaukee on Thursday and move on to St. Louis for a doubleheader on Friday night, a night game Saturday, and a doubleheader on Sunday. And we'll all be on hand to bring you the remaining action on this road trip. Right now, I'd like to remind you to enjoy fine, cold Rheingold. Rheingold Extra Dry. Those two little words, extra dry, tell you why Rheingold is preferred by more New Yorkers than any other beer. Enjoy a nice, cold, ice-cold glass of good Rheingold Extra Dry. Now, this is Ralph Geiner saying so long for Lindsey Nelson and Bob Murphy, our statistician, Joe McDonald, our engineer, Bud Bamba, our producer, Joe Gallagher, and for Viceroy. Viceroy's not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. That's right. Once again, the Reds winning the doubleheader 11 to 4 in the first game and 4 to 3 in the second game. So long, everybody. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network.